0: Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear beloved, welcome back. Today is St. Joan of Arc's Feast Day and I'm super excited because we're going to get some advice from her about waiting seasons in life. Uh, So I'm really excited to jump in. Um, But first, a little bit of gratitude. Um, This week I'm just really thankful for all of you, everyone who's tuned into the podcast so far and who is cheering me on on social media and who has been with me from day one, day 25, day 600 in my business. I'm just so very grateful for you all. Um, and so today, like promised, we're talking about waiting seasons. And there's a lot of reasons why, you know, someone might be in a waiting season. They're waiting for a job, they're waiting for graduation, they're waiting for to meet their future spouse, whatever it may be, there's a lot of reasons uh, for waiting seasons. And a lot of times, there's a there's a lot of advice out there that is like just wait, right? Many women are told to wait seemingly, seemingly, endlessly, right? Just kind of wait. It'll happen when it happens, all in the Lord's timing, things like that. And while I'm not gonna say no, yes, of course things happen in God's timing, um, it I wanna invite you to think of a different way of um waiting instead of passive waiting to think of active waiting. Um, but quickly before I jump into that, <laughs> um, I just want to have a disclaimer here. Um, sometimes there are seasons where we're explicitly told to wait. Um, and in those seasons, yes, waiting and and kind of passively waiting might be the right answer. Um, And so I don't want to just blanket statement say that advice is totally bonkers and you shouldn't listen to it at all ever. But I do want to challenge you to think a little bit differently. Um, And so I just want to have that disclaimer first here really quick that it's... um, Sometimes we may be told explicitly to wait by a spiritual director, by what we believe that the Lord is calling us to in that moment, whatever it may be. Um, in those moments, it is, you know, good and (laughs) a good thing to wait. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, so jumping in, I want to invite you to reframe how you think about waiting. Um, if, if you're not explicitly called to wait, then you're called to do to live, to love, whatever it may be, as you were created by God, okay? So imagine this, and you don't have to imagine too hard because it's reality, right? God created the world with an order, right? He knew what he wanted everything to do, right? He created um, the animals and the sky and the sea, and he made humans, right? And throughout all of history, right, we see these, these different waves of things happening. Right. Uh, Some people royally messed it up. Right. Some people royally screwed up with um, how they lived their lives. Right. Um, And then, and then God sent His only Son, and He sent Him to show us exactly what He meant when He made us uh, how to live. Right. Christ is the perfect example. And then, you know, Christ had to go back to the Father, and so. But God didn't leave us just hanging there, right? He sent us other examples to help us know what to do rightly in this life. So we have examples on both sides. We have examples of what not to do. And we have examples of what to do. And we have it written in our bodies and in our hearts and in our natures what to do. And so there's all of these things going for us. So in reality, we have no excuse... Not to know what to do. So if you're waiting because you don't know the next steps, figure it out because you can. A little tough love for you this morning because you can. You know what to do. You have examples. You have your nature. You have God Himself telling you what to do in scripture, things like that. Like there are so many resources out there for you to know what to do. So if you're waiting because you don't know what to do, then I would like take a really hard look at reality and just just kind of look at that and think, why am I waiting? Because there are so many examples of what to do, right? Um, And if we don't ever move forward, nothing will happen, right? And I know this to be true in a very personal sense, and I want to tell you a story. So um, a couple years back, and some of you who followed my journey may know this about me, but a couple years back, I got really sick and I had to leave uh, my grad school. I had to move home, and I was in treatment, and it was like this long and weary time, and, you know, a lot of that comes with just, just a lot, right? And I found myself in that time putting my life on hold, right? Seemingly, like, no one could really blame me for that, right? I was really sick. I couldn't, like, you know... I was telling myself things like I can't pursue this dream until I feel better or until I finish grad school or until 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 and and I had so so many excuses. And that was a huge lie that I was telling myself that I couldn't do XYZ until XYZ happened, right? That's a huge lie. And at one point I stopped myself and had this realization that I was living in reality, right? It wasn't some bad dream that I would wake up from and everything would be back to good times, right? Um, Everything would be great again, right? Or um, my life was automatically going to work out the way that I had always hoped and planned, right? It wasn't something that I could just snap out of. It was something that I was going to have to work through. And so once I realized that, I started, I guess I stopped putting my life on hold. And it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I realized this, I'm so convicted and bam, everything changed. It was a process. So slowly but surely, I started, um, I stopped putting my life on hold and I started doing things, right? A really little thing that I did that made a huge difference was I stopped putting off or I guess putting up with. my living space the way it was because I didn't love it um and I I just stopped putting off you know because because it felt like a I was home for a time right and this was temporary and I couldn't wait until I got back into my life right and go back in school and, and whatnot um and so I didn't really have very much motivation to change it but I decided like I'd rather love where I live instead of dreaming about why I'm not living the, the life that I should be living, right? So I, it's a little thing, like I said, but I changed my, um, the area, my living space. And that made the hugest difference, right? To, to like where you live, to like where you're spending your time, it was, it was game, a game changer for me. And things like that started happening, right? And when you make these decisions, things snowball, right? And so I started you know, taking other matters into my own hands. I started my business during that time because I had felt this calling for a really long time. But the biggest lie holding me back was, well, I haven't finished grad school yet. But I started and I took messy action. And I started before I was done with grad school. And I started before I was qualified. And I started before I was ready in a lot of senses. Um, but I answered this call and it's just incredible. And another thing is when I you know, had practice in, in making these decisions. I started having enough courage and I realized that I couldn't finish grad school the way that I had started it. So I had, uh, to call other schools around, right, to find figure out a way that I could finish, and so I had enough courage to step out and call these schools and make a plan because I I came to the realization that no one was going to do that for me. It wasn't going to fall into place. I needed to make it happen, and so I. I made it happen and I was able to find a place that I could finish up studying here in the States and it took me on this adventure and it takes me where I live now and it's incredible to see that I'm living a life that I I couldn't possibly have imagined for myself during that time but it's like it's better than I could have imagined in a lot of ways right I am I'm almost a year Uh, post-graduation from grad school. Uh, My business has been around for two years, uh, two years of serving you guys and just doing, answering the Lord's call, right? Um, And I just, I can't help but think like, what if I hadn't started taking that action? What if I um, kept just sitting in that presumably waiting period right what if I had just sat there and didn't do anything didn't take any action and I'm scared to think of what that would look like because it's it's not a reality that I would want for myself and I'm really glad that I did take action so anyway this story I think of when I have these moments of like do I act or or do I not right I think of this story and I think of other stories that many other people have told me, right, about how, you know, they've heard all this advice about waiting and then they didn't wait and they did something and and now they're married, right? Or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever waiting season you're in, right? And all of our lives would look so different if we had listened to some of that advice and just, just waited and and let the Lord bring it to you, right? Just, I mean, he will, he will move mountains for you, but Again, like I said at the very beginning, he created us with a plan. He created with us with a will and an intellect and the ability to do an act and to make decisions and uh, to listen to his calling. And so to not do those things is not only not in accordance with his plan, but kind of like, oh, your plan? Oh, no, that stinks. I'm going to wait until, you know, something else happens. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, and like I said about this episode, I want to talk about uh, St. Joan of Arc and her advice in this topic of waiting. Because she was a saint who was known for the things that she did, right? Her doing, her courage, her bravery, her uh, answering the Lord's call in a really beautifully, bold way. Um, And so she has a lot of things that um, she can tell us and teach us about these waiting seasons and about waiting actively, like this active waiting. Um, And so the first quote I want to um, bring to your attention, right, the first quote that I want to share with you on these topics from her is, if I am not, may God put me where, put me there, And if I am, may God so keep me. So in this quote, I love it because she's taking herself out of the driver's seat in a way, right? She's recognizing that trusting in God and following his will requires um, letting go of some self-control. Or not self-control. Letting go of some control. Of course, it always takes self-control. But of letting go of, you know, knowing what's going to happen in every moment and things like that. She's humble, right? She's she's always asking the Lord, like making sure she's in the right spot. She's not overly, you know, confident in that what she's doing is is what is um, right. She's taking action based on what she believes is true and right for her to do. But then she's humbly coming to the Lord and double checking, right? If this is where you want me to be, keep me here. And if it's not, take me somewhere else, right? That's a beautiful um aspect of this this waiting season and just in life right um she's humble but she's moving right she's not stagnant she's not holding or waiting she's actively waiting she's and can and consistently pursuing god's will like i like i mentioned um and for here i think we can glean from her um that act the active waiting requires humility, right? It doesn't mean that, hey, I'm going to take action and all of a sudden everything falls on me and I then have all the say and um, whatever I decide to do will be blessed by God because I took action, right? That's a little bit of an extreme point of view and that's a little bit of prideful. I will say um, because... Showing up and doing the Lord's will or taking action doesn't mean that you're taking action in opposition to God's will. And a lot of times, right, it it happens with His plan and then it's in harmony with it. I mean, that's the goal, right? We don't want to take action that's not in accordance with God's plan. And taking action doesn't mean that it's not in accordance with God's plan. And I think that's where a lot of the advice false flat for waiting is that it's almost implied that if you do act that it's somehow not in the plan of God or or in his will for you which i think to be completely ludicrous and crazy um so there's that um so the second quote that i want to share with you from Joan of Arc is one life is all we have and we live it as we believe In living it, but to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. Wow. Okay. She was not holding back there. Um, A life not lived according to God's plan or your beliefs is far worse than dying. Can you imagine that? Can you just like for a minute, like think what that would really look like? Um, and unfortunately I think a lot of people can identify with that and to think, oh, like really being called out by that and like, yeah, and, and know, like know that their experience shows them that, yeah, it is far worse than dying. Um, this quote reminds me to remain really, really close to God. Um, in all in in all of my acting, right to continue to hearken back to His will, um, to the values that I hold, and to my why, right? I've you know intentionally set up that the values that I am striving to live out in my life and um, to uphold in my life and my why behind the things that I do are in line with God's will, and so those can be tools that I can use and go back to, right? And so. I want to constantly go back to those things to constantly check against um, God's will to make sure that I'm acting in accordance with that and acting in accordance to my why um, and things like that because so easily, it's very often, I mean, it's easy to kind of get off track, right? And, and you start with good intentions and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have to learn something about this. And you're hearing all of these voices that are telling you all of these different things and Their end goal might be different than your end goal, right? Their end goal might be success or fame or notoriety or whatever it may be where that's not mine and that's not my end goal. And so following so much somebody's advice who is very worldly and in the world and of the world and what success looks like in the world can be a little bit misleading because we know that we want to stick with what God's plan is and not necessarily man's plan. And so that's, it. it's just a good reminder to always hearken back to the Lord's will and to the values that you have, you know, come up with, with his help and um, your why behind a lot of things. And I think that's why it's really important to have that why, to have that connection to the will of God in your life, um, to constantly go back to that. Um, yeah, because that way we we get to... Protect the things that we do and know that it's going to be in line with with the Lord's will and we're not doing something that's going to get us off track um, and kind of lose sight of where we're going. And the third quote here from Joan of Arc is probably my favorite quote of hers, which is crazy because she has some really great quotes. Um, But it totally is what I'm talking about here in active waiting. So um, she says, act and God will act. I mean, How perfect is that? Right. It's exactly what we're talking about. Um, She's saying act right. Step up to the plate. Um, (laughs) Answer the call. Uh, Take messy action. Do all of the things right. Follow the Lord's plan. Do what you've been waiting on. Right. Because when you do that, you will not be left alone. God will show up in a big way, right? He will be there to help you, to guide you, to, um, you know, cheer you on, to do all of the things he's going to show up. But just like if we wait, he's going to wait. And if we act, he will act. So it's that same kind of mentality of, If you want things to happen, you kind of have to act and the Lord will show you in, you know, in either a very dramatic way of like, oh my gosh, no, that's the wrong path, right? Or yes, that's the right path because he honors us and he honors our decisions. So he's going to honor us if we say, no, I'm going to sit here and wait for you to do something. But he's going to be like, okay, I'm waiting too, right? <laughs> or he's going to honor you in acting by acting himself, right? By by coming alongside of you and never leaving you alone, right? He will show up. He will act. um, And in another way that like I know I'm not off track here is that we are Christ's hands and feet on this earth, right? And if we aren't out there sharing his love, and being examples of his his mercy and his love and his um, truth to the world, not even like asking, "Well, who is?" But instead, like, it's not happening. If not us, then then how will somebody know, come to know the love of God, or to lo- come to know the love of the Father, or come to know Christ Himself? How will they? Because that's our that's our mission as Catholics and as Christians, right? It, it is our mission. And if we're not acting in our mission, if we're not living our mission, then we're flailing in a lot of ways. And so this action is very important because if we're not taking action and we're not loving and we're not um, sharing the gospel and sharing the truth and being good stewards of the gifts we've been given... Um, then something is lacking and others will not receive that love of God in the way that maybe they were meant to. Um, and we, we can see that in our lives, right? If our friends are, you know, not showing the love of Christ as we're going to be like, I don't deserve that. Right. And so in a real way that that's how, you know, we have to show up, we have to show up and we have to say, you know, not my will but thy will be done and sometimes that means you know going out and loving your enemies or going out and 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 being christ to somebody that you maybe don't feel like you want to in that moment or you're tired or um you have a million other things on your plate but always showing up and and being that to others is is our calling as catholics and as christians and it's really important to do so so Anyway, I know I shared a lot of quotes from Joan of Arc and I, and I like to end these episodes with a quote to kind of chew on. And while you could chew on any of these quotes because they're all amazing and I hope you do, um, I do want to share a new quote from her with you guys. And, um, it just, it helps with like motivation of like what to do from here. Right. Um, and so she says, go forward bravely, fear nothing. Trust in God, all will be well. So take that as motivation for you going forward um, in your your active waiting, right? <laughs> in taking messy action, in doing the things that make you feel alive, in doing the things that we are called to do as Catholics and as Christians, and um, to help you, you know, just on your journey with the Lord and, and in this life. So take that and... Um, Yeah, I'm happy to have had this time with you. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D.